Welcome to the WorkSmart Club podcast hosted by Dr. Cynthia Howard, executive coach and Lean Sigma Black Belt, and brought to you by WorkSmart Consulting. Inside of you is the power to transform your world. You just have to unleash your potential. Get ready for strategies you can use right now. Leadership leverage you need. Culture is the invisible force field that surrounds us all and makes up the belief, attitudes, and standards that get imposed through social interaction. Today, I want to talk about why company cultures don't change and how you can make a difference even when it looks impossible. This is coming up now for me because as we move further into 2022, the ripple effect of the great disruption of 2020 and the great resignation is now coming into focus. While some people may be surprised at the great resignation, those of us in the world of organizational transformation are wondering what took so long. Because for decades, the same statistics have been reported. High levels of disengaged employees, low satisfaction rates, high turnover, over 85% failure rate on initiatives, achieving goals, plus an inability to sustain the gains despite billions of dollars being spent on all of these activities, including those on Lean, Six Sigma, Agile, and a host of other tools to transform the organization's productivity. Now, I love Lean Six Sigma, so don't misunderstand what I'm saying. However, none of these tools would really be necessary if it were not for the blind spots that seem to persist in executive leadership. And I'm reminded of the saying, what got you to this place isn't going to carry you to the next level. So this is worth remembering because it's true. Einstein also said it. He said, we cannot solve our problems with the same level of thinking we used when we created them. And he knows about thinking. He's a bona fide genius. And he transformed how we all think about certain laws of physics. And quickly, he points out that the blind spot that many leaders have, despite their skill and strategy, that they operate in a blind spot with how they think. Because the great thinking that produced this strategy is not going to be the thinking that's going to carry them through the operation. In fact, Winston Churchill said it, however beautiful the strategy, you should occasionally look at the results. So the blind spot that I'm talking about has to do with how we think about things. And the beauty of Lean Six Sigma and that methodical problem-solving process is that it uses a systematic process to explore, define, analyze data, to help you define the solution and the problems. It's having this type of thinking that is what really enhances executive leadership and the ability to engage in a higher level strategic thinking. So this methodology does work to change one's thinking. But before you even get to that, let's talk about the physical laws of the universe. And this is what you can engage now. And this would make Einstein proud. So what I'm talking about is the law of gravity. 
This is the trickle-down effect that we all see in the culture at work. When you map out the origin of various beliefs and attitudes, which is what makes up culture, it starts at the very top. So one thing that happened in the great disruption of 2020 is it forced all of us to reevaluate our beliefs about work, about life, about how we fit in, how we do things. And we all asked ourselves, do we want or need to deal with certain issues? And for very many people, the answer came back in a very loud way, no. So people quit their jobs, they changed their lifestyle, and at present, they're trying to figure out, okay, what's next for me now? So meanwhile, back at the office, because it's not feasible that everyone quits their job and goes about the country in an RV, and it's not even ideal for most people. So how do you make it in a world where organizations continue to operate with this blind spot? Well, the first thing is, is you don't adopt the blind spot. That's essentially the story of the emperor's new clothes. Everyone held this irrational belief based on the stories that were being told. So the emperor had new clothes when in fact he was naked. So if you see your company engaging in a toxic culture, don't wait and see. Get out now. Toxic cultures destroy individual motivation. And in fact, in one of my podcasts, I talk about why did you wait so long? But let's say that you did wait and there are reasons that you chose to stay. So now what do you do? Well, first, open your eyes to the truth and stop enabling that culture by playing along, pretending that everything is okay the way that it's going. Don't gossip. Don't add to the rumors. Don't talk about how bad the company is or how bad the policies are or the new boss. Refuse to fall into negativity. Just because it's happening all around you doesn't make it right, and it doesn't mean that you want to engage in that. Culture doesn't change when everyone is going along with it. So this requires you to learn to speak assertively, to set boundaries, but most importantly, to recognize your value, because that is one of the biggest casualties in a toxic culture, and that is that individuals don't have any value. So I remember working with a physician who was in this situation. The medical center he worked in was very toxic. It was negative. And he was staying in that situation because his son was in college at that center and he didn't want to disrupt his son's education. So as we worked through that dilemma and really focused on his strengths, he realized that he operated from another set of laws. And that is the supernatural law of faith. He had a very strong faith. And as a surgeon, he saw time and time again, people heal when they weren't expected to. And he saw other people fail when physically they should have thrived. And all because they spoke their own reality into existence. So light bulbs started to go off and he realized that he had fallen into the blind spot of that medical center and he had accepted the culture as his reality. So the supernatural law of faith says that words matter. In fact, in the Bible, it says, in the beginning was the word 
and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This means that words create, and we're taught that the power of life and death is in the tongue, and the surgeon acknowledged that. So ask yourself, what are the words that I'm using over my life at work, over my opportunities, over my situation? Am I speaking toxicity also into the culture? Are you repeating back everything that everyone else is saying? It's hopeless. Nothing ever changes. Why work hard? No one notices. Just keep your head to the grindstone and one day it'll all be over. Well, I can promise you that nothing's going to change given that belief system. So what if you spoke about what you want to have happen rather than what you see happening? And so my physician client did just that, and he went around talking about the good news. He shared the successes his patients were having from the new surgical procedures. He talked about how much he loved working with his team and how talented they were. He chose to ignore their tendency to complain and be negative, but something happened. It didn't take long before his team started to feel appreciated. And they actually adopted this positive view also. So much so that this physician was asked to head up a new department of patient experience and he was asked to help to build a positive culture. So you might be saying, well, I'm not a physician or in a position of power. Well, believe me, this transformation didn't happen because he was a physician. Sure, being an MD gave him more upfront experiences about the power of words because he saw his patients heal and get better or get worse based on what they said. But his promotion came from his declarations. It came from his words and what he chose to build around him. He did not operate out of the toxic culture, he operated according to the supernatural law of faith. He spoke into existence that what he wanted and stopped talking about that which is there. And this reminds me of a study that was done years ago where researchers found that people could change how others felt simply by them sending out feelings of love and appreciation. Now, it was a small group, but everyone about 50 people were attached to a Holter monitor that was tracking heart rate variability. And heart rate variability has been linked to emotions and they tracked how people were interacting and what their HRV was. And what they found is that people that ended up in a state of coherence, which is when the body and the emotions are working in harmony. Usually people are in a state of gratitude, love, or appreciation when they're in this coherence, that a few people, three people in fact, were sent into this group and they were silently sending out feelings of love and appreciation unbeknownst to the rest of the group. And within minutes, people around them started to vibrate. Essentially, their heart rate variability came into sync with those individuals so that 
people were in coherence. So people in conversations and interactions where there might have been boredom or there might have been some irritation or some irritability, some anger, people started to come together and have this coherent heart rate, indicating that people's nervous systems were calming down and getting into alignment. Now that is really amazing. So again, what it required was an intentional awareness of how you want to transmit your vibe. If anybody remembers the 70s during a time when groovy was cool and vibes became a thing, vibes or your personal energy was noted to be transmissible and contagious. This was the flower power, love child, love fest scene. Okay, so vibe is simply your energy field, which science has already proven that we have because we have electromagnetic conduction that is happening in our body at the cellular level. So we have energy fields. These energy fields become transmissible through our thoughts and our attitudes. And when you change your attitude to one of appreciation, for example, which is a very high level vibration, you can change that of people around you. That's what the physician did. So I am challenging you to be the change that your culture needs and use appreciation and gratitude without anybody even knowing it. And also change how you speak about work and what's happening there. Change how you speak about your own future and your opportunity. So is this just a message about positive thinking? No, because positive thinking is just that. You think something and that's the end of it. But once you step out of the blind spot, as this physician did, you also have to take action. And he did also. He chose to speak differently about his life. So that is the action step faith without works is dead. So knowing something and not doing anything is worse than not knowing at all. So now that you are outside of the blind spot, you're awake, so to speak, you're intentional and deliberate with what you think and what you say, you are now motivated to take action. So you can engage in these problem-solving steps to find the root cause of the issues. So one reason that all of these techniques weren't working is because leadership continues to operate under that blind spot. But you can become a problem-solving ninja and be in high demand as a leader when you learn to use these tools, when you have an attitude that says, I speak what I want to have happen versus what I see happening, and you use these supernatural laws of faith, you will transform your culture and the outcomes around you. So culture is this invisible field of beliefs and attitudes. When you change your words, your beliefs, and your attitudes, you change your vibration, you show up differently and people who relate to you also show up differently. People will raise their vibration to match yours instead of you lowering your vibration to match the toxic culture. And when you do this, different opportunities are going to show up for you. They're going to present themselves to you and you never know where they're going to come from. 
So be your very best, stay open, use these tools, learn to use these tools like the A3, the five whys, the DMAIC five-step process of Lean Six Sigma. In another podcast, I am going to talk about the problem-solving culture and why this is the most successful culture you can create as we move further and further into the digital age. But for now, recognize that if you want to change your culture, then you need to change. And rather than relying on the physical laws of the universe, dig into those supernatural laws of faith. Your words matter. So speak life, speak success over your world and the world that you are responsible for. So in the meantime, stay energized and be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to the Work Smart Club podcast. We love our listeners and want to hear from you. Please join us at worksmartclubnetwork.com. Stay connected and subscribe to our show so you never miss any of the content. Leaving us a positive review lets everyone know we add value. We thank you for it.